Hey, it's Kelsey. And Kaylin. You're listening to Two, Two Without, Without a Clue. Clue. New episodes every Friday by 5 p.m. If I sound like I am stopped up now, it's because I was crying at Teen Mom Family Reunion. Caitlin and her mom talking. Oh, golly, that shit tore me up. We had to pause it because if not, we, like, still more was going on, but we just, like, had to stop because we knew that. We are like, all right, well, we are, the time is counting down. We yeah. got to get this shit done. <laughs> but. We can't get sucked in now. Um. I think it's really cool. If you're not familiar, uh, Teen Mom Family Reunion is a show <laughs> where they bring the uh, mothers from the series, 16 and Pregnant, Teen Mom, Teen Mom 2, and the next chapter blended on uh, one uh, semi-special, and they work on things, and this season's focus is generational trauma, which is something that Kelsey and I both... Um, have some experience and yeah exactly and um i think is really amazing is the relationship that caitlin and april (laughs) have developed and if you don't know side story uh caitlin and tyler balterra um at the ripe age of 16 um had a baby and they chose adoption and um it was the first televised teen adoption um series and that followed into their lives and um caitlin came from an addictive mom she and uh her stepfather butch which is tyler's biological dad um they got married and they had a tumultuous relationship it was a chaotic childhood yes and um now um april is clean and she is a grandma and a mom to caitlin and that's amazing she'd still be drinking like a fish <laughs> as we saw <laughs> you know um she is still dealing with some alcohol tendencies for her and um it actually brought up some trauma for caitlin and you know she didn't realize it because she was drinking with her mom um and then she realized that it was a boundary that was broken for her um and mm-hmm. it brought up some some crazy emotions for both and Kelsey and I. It takes you right back to like when the stuff that is triggering you now was happening. Yeah. So it's like you're going right back to square one. That's scary and not a fun feeling. No. And um, both Kelsey and I um, have had um, addicted parents um parents of addiction and we know what it's like to grow up in that like chaotic childhood um mm-hmm. and then and not get your like essential basic needs met yeah stuff, emotional and stuff like that and the cool thing that i think um about this is that it's showing the work that caitlin and april are putting into their relationship of like hey so but you have to have two willing participants yeah that's that's the big thing that i don't think a lot of people understand is like when they scream and like cry out like i want a better relationship with my mom or i want a better relationship with my child like both of you have to be willing and ready to put in the effort and like i definitely get the whole like a mother is a mother 
and has to have self awareness. So much compromised in a situation like that, though. Yeah, like my you not agreeing with my thoughts and opinions and la di da. Okay, that's fine, but you can't sit here and tell me that I'm. You can't call me out of my character because of how I view things. Right. You know that's not that's not fair. That's a boundary. You can't call me out of my name because I don't agree. I'm allowed to say I don't agree with you and it not be viewed as disrespectful. Exactly. And that's, that's something like that I feel like was a problem, especially for April and Caitlin. Um not so much for myself Caitlin and was parenting her own mother because she had a, an, an issue with a substance but uh april felt like well since she was the parent she could do whatever and be say whatever and la-di-da and it's like but you're not acting like a parent right i'm having to make sure that you're still breathing mm-hmm. and you should be doing that for me yeah and then her having to like go through that and give her freaking kid away and then just oh man oh man that is a rough one and like imagine that i mean the first two years of them making that decision for carly and then for april and butch to talk about like the way that they chose to heal like them getting the tattoo and um all that and I think it was really awesome, though. What we just saw was Caitlin was able to verbalize, like, what she missed out on and what she wished she would have had. And for April, just to have the self-awareness to say, like, I'm sorry that I didn't give that to you. Like, it hit me right in the gut. Like, you and I both got emotional because, like, we fight so hard to give our kids. Oh, my God. (laughs) <laughs> we fight so together. hard to give our kids what we miss out on like, predictability yeah uh, so, emotional stability I'm stability in general on that yeah i mean i'm getting better every day and that's no bullshit like, right for real like today um usually what i probably would have snapped off i held it together and i was so proud of myself so if i can just keep that up what happened I got this shit in the bag right um I don't even remember Charlie like throwing a hissy fit about a math problem, and I was like, mm. "Uh, that's, I mean, it's I, math, babe. I get it. But that was unnecessary, <laughs> right? Like, let's take a deep breath and come back. Yeah, you know, pretty much. Let's uh, just take a deep breath, take a sip of water, recoup. I didn't yell though. Usually, I would have been like, whatever, you know, just right. what I was conditioned to do or what I saw growing up." So, I'm just still unlearning bad stuff that I was conditioned to. So, one thing, to, whatever you want to call it. one thing that I do remember about my mom, and um, it, like, kind of makes me sad because it is her birthday tomorrow. And I wish, like... Happy birthday, mom! Yeah. R.I.P. I wish I had, like, more nice memories. But, right. um... I do have to say, I do have a lot of really good ones. If it makes you feel any better, my mom's still alive, and I don't have very nice memories <laughs> with her. So, <clears throat> um, I do have to say, the last um eighteen months of her life were the best. Like, I really got to have her as a mom. So all of this is like before then, because I mean, like, if it wasn't for her having my brother's Irish twin style, like, mm-hmm. then like 
she wouldn't have been sober. So, like, I... I'm shout out to the bros. Also, pause real quick. A huge shout out to my brother Landon, who called me today. Um, he is committing his adulthood to the Navy SEALs starting February it, 15th. Yes. He ships out. So, we get to watch him be sworn in. And- February... Is that mm-hmm. what you said? February 15th. All right. So he's got about another, what, month? Yep. Hmm. All right. Oh, my heart. But um, we lacked, like, the basics. And every day I would come home and I would have to sit at the table and I would have to do my work. And I, I was really good at my, like, work because I was hyper fixated on it. But... If I didn't understand it, it wasn't anyone else's responsibility to help me. Like, um, I got really sick the year that my mom died. Um, to Miss Ford was actually my teacher. Um, Don't know her. did it meet her? Mm-mm. Oh wow. Um, but I was sick the majority of the year, and like my mom had to like help me do my work because I was having like stomach issues. Huh. Um, but. Yeah. I, at that point, is when, like, I got diagnosed with ADD, um, and, like, from kindergarten to first grade, and my focus went from what they wanted me to do to, I bet I can make all of these classmates my friend. (laughs) They're, I'm gonna invite them all over to my house, and I bet I can do it in the next 30 minutes. Like, I would, like, make, like, mental goals like that to myself. It was just, my focus was on school because it was just not interesting to me. Were you going through some trauma then? Um, yeah, so at that point, um, my mom was, <clears throat> I don't really know. I heard uh, this study, I don't know, I'll have to find it and send it to you, but this guy was saying that he thinks that some, I guess he's a doctor or something. He thinks that some ADHD stuff is trauma related. Yeah. Depending on when it happens and stuff. Like, that totally makes sense. Because that shit does do something to your brain. Yeah. Well, my mom wasn't allowed to live with me by herself for a while. Like, my mom, she left to go to Florida to go work and find work. Um, I don't know. My, a lot of my family members have that story of like traveling to florida in the early 90s for work i don't know if that's like a thing i, I mean when a drug mule or something when i went to florida i was dancing so i don't know <laughs> i'm like okay hey, like what away. i mean i guess if that's what she was doing like cool i have you we know, have no clue yes we're no not quarrels. alluding to the fact that she was doing anything illegal right but Maybe there's better work down there i'm sure yeah but like um so then my nana and my aunt took care of me and then when my mom came back she was already active in addiction so we lived with my nana almost my whole childhood um up until like my mom would just leave and like my nana was like no ma'am like you're not taking her with you to these parties like i know what Uh, goes on like no 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 and like that is something that like i've always strived for my kids to never take them in an environment because i remember like we don't waking up types of environments well i mean like i like i remember like 
waking up and not being able to find my mom and there's like a sea of people in the house and smoke and me like bumping into cigarettes yeah, like trying to find a, her that's not a thing anymore I yeah think. i hope not i mean maybe i'm sure there are some people who still operate that way yeah. but we're i would say above that we're yeah above i mean that. we are but like think about the people that aren't like that's that has to still be going on or oh, else for sure I'm sure kids that go to our kids' schools have to deal with that the type of shit that we grew up with and around, and yeah, it's sad. That's something though. Like I, I have to give the it the mindset up. that they're gonna grow up with, you know, like we did, but we got like hmm, okay. we're gonna ignore that. Yep. I, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways, we got a little bit. <clears throat> I guess. Well, I started researching about it before I even went to therapy about, like, I was just trying to figure out, like, why. And I have a lot of placements in the 12th house, so I'm super into, like, the mind and whatever. I was just trying to figure out, like, why these people were... I was basically, before I knew the term gaslighting, I was trying to figure out why these people are gaslighting me, but I didn't know the term. Yeah, like... You really question your reality when mm-hmm. you have people consistently telling you that it was wrong. Like mm-hmm. that man, yeah. Growing up in a religious household, like that was something that I really wanted to be sure too that I didn't do to my kids because I would, I would remember mm-hmm. being told to do something, and then my great grandmother, like I would get off the bus and be told to take out the trash. But if I, like, had to go to the bathroom real quick, she would tell me, like, oh, don't worry, you're good. Um, I still have stuff that I have to throw away. And then I'm like, all right. And then I go play with the hoggets down the road, come back at dark, and it would be her and my grandma sitting in the kitchen, like, screaming at me essentially that i made my great grandmother take out the trash and she's like has cancer and i'm like wait what and i was like no she told me and they're like i don't care what she says you know that she doesn't always have her mind together you know better and i'm like in the fifth grade you can't be i think that's called parentification or something like that making the kid the parent yes like i was supposed to know let them help but don't make them do anything they don't want to do yeah like that was my life from the fifth grade to the eighth grade was like dealing with like yeah like dealing with my great-grandmother gaslighting me in her late years like what i had lots of that well great-grandmother i think i said that but like she was rough and then my poor nana had to work yeah i mean two jobs she was trying to make a living well not two jobs i'm sorry she would work doubles at the hospital and then she was going to school um as well so it would be her getting off work and then having to go to school so it would be me and my great-grandmother every (laughs) afternoon for three years and let me just tell you that shit was psychotic <laughs> i god we from from helping her change her colostomy bags to like having to spoon feed her soup like it yeah, was that, that's not okay to do to a child i'm sorry man it's really not i 
I made sure that, like, no matter what, my kids are not allowed. No. No, no. I can do it, I'm doing it. Yeah. Usually. I mean. Exactly. I I have my lazy days where I'm like, hey, Charlie, will you run downstairs and give me a diaper for Sawyer? But it's not like, um, Sawyer, get in there and wash them dishes. Right. And they love helping with that. They love helping to grab stuff for us. She actually wants to help me make dinner and wants to help me clean and does it sometimes. And I'm just like, "Mm, I mean. Yeah, you can, but usually you're just more in my way than you are helping. Mm-hmm. But I try to let them help so they feel included. Yeah. But, um, don't help unless they ask. That's kind of me, too. Like, that's what I was trying to get at. Uh, if my kids aren't going to ask me for help, that's what I'm trying to teach them. Like, you aren't going to get anything unless you speak up. Yeah. You ask. You can't be, like, shy and timid. You're not ever... Because that's how I was growing up. I was so scared of everything, like the world, you know. I was trying to avoid conflict because I had enough of that going on at home. I was just about to say. Um, you know, I was just very, ooh, Chucky Finster from the Rugrats, you well, know. like all of that stems from the trauma that you were going through at home having mm-hmm. at an addict age. as a parent. for the first eight years of your life and having to be hyper aware of everyone's emotions like Mm -hmm. we're now and of my surroundings like oh shit like we were basically conditioned that asking for basic needs was was being needy and being needy was bad if you needed something from your parent or if you needed something i remember hearing the phone went both fucking ways at 10 years old at nine years old i would get yelled at for like hurting myself yeah like how dare you get fall down and get hurt like and make me have to like deal with this yeah i didn't get comforted or you know like just like you made me get up off the couch to take care of you why i would i would do that to charlie and i was like why am i doing this this is not how i truly feel you know like deep down because i would always feel bad afterwards yeah and so i for one i would apologize but now first i try to be like okay let me make sure she's good, not, you know, bleeding or anything. And then I'm like, all right, calm down, blah, blah, blah. I never got that. I just got yelled at. Yeah. I'm like, damn, sorry. Was, you're an idiot for getting stuck or mm-hmm. how stupid. Just for being a kid, really. Like, how stupid are you to make that mistake? And it's like, we don't know until we make you're, the mistake. You're the one that's supposed to be teaching me these things and you're not. And so... that. That was a harsh reality, becoming a parent and reacting in certain ways and seeing certain things. But, like, as a kid, you don't understand that. So you're just angry and you're having to, like, try to navigate these emotions. Because they're not going to allow you to show your big feelings and whatever, cry, scream, be mad, whatever. So you had to repress it. And then it comes out later in life when you have your own children. That's literally what happens. How was your relationship with your, like, mom and grandma when you were, like, 16, 17, 18? Did you guys argue a lot, or? I mean, I guess. It was more of, like, just bickering, because I could not do anything or say anything without somebody having an opinion or something to say about it, or it was all about control, or you got an opinion about this, that, and the other, and it's like, okay, that's fine, but I'm still... Just doing my thing, you know? Like, every time you just had a thought, like, what if we did it this way? Or what if we approached it this way? Yeah. It was, well, that's not the way we do it because this is how we've always done it. Mm-hmm. And that mindset 
to a kid or to someone who's trying to learn. It's not a very good learning frame, I don't think. And learning like, setup. And I feel like, yeah, no, that that definitely caused a lot of conflict. Of course, like, you know, me getting pregnant at 16, about to be 17, um, I did not want to tell, you know, anybody because I, I knew I was like, I just broke the cardinal rule. It like really prevention was talked about, but like, you know, I couldn't really fully talk about all the dynamics of like plan B and condoms and you know like what boundaries when to say when when do I feel comfortable saying no things like that because of trauma that I experienced in my life and like Mm -hmm. that rolled over into almost every personal relationship I've ever had whether it be a friendship or being deep like boundaries were hard for me to lay down and follow through because it was just this is how it's always been done and if i say anything that challenges the status quo well they they basically trained me to just you know be nice play nice you're to be seen and not heard type shit so i just was a people pleaser for a long time and then I finally grew up and was an adult and had children of my own and had my own thoughts and feelings and la di da and that all of a sudden became a problem yeah well surprise surprise (laughs) breaking the generational trauma and keeping to your boundaries is all of a sudden disrespectful. Yeah, I'm not going to stick around for your conditional love whenever I ha- I can be over here living my life how I want to. And that's something that I'm I... Hard pass. Conditional love is that I've always felt like no matter... Ooh. Uh-oh. Go ooh, ahead. Yuck. <laughs> Don't do <laughs> that. My voice is cracking. <laughs> um, but like... No matter what I did or, like, what choices I made, that, like, the love that I received was always conditional because my dad would just, like, go no contact with me if he didn't like something I said or if it just didn't work. And, like, it broke me. Like, the final time it happened, like, was the final time for me because I looked at my kids and I was like, man, like, I can't, I can't ever imagine no matter the circumstance, like, not putting in the effort, cutting them off, like, and I get it, like, our kids are gonna make mistakes, we make mistakes as people, but, like, regardless of what, like, that's your child, like, there are parents showing up for- real fucked up shit for me to, like, disown you. Yeah. Contact or whatever it may be. And, like, and that's the thing, like, they don't understand why now we don't want a relationship with them. It's because it didn't matter when we were kids how y'all treated us. So what's to say you're not going to do it to my kids? Well, I, I mean, that, I mean, it didn't matter then. That's in the past. What matters now is the present and you're still being a piece of shit. Or, yeah, so you're still doing you're that. ready and so, to take mm-hmm. accountability and start actually doing some work towards having a good relationship or fixing or apologizing and meaning it about any of that shit then move around yeah i don't got time for it like i how many chances do i have to fucking give you right and and that was the whole thing like 
I would heal, go back, heal, My compassion break. and boundaries and all the things that you're supposed to have for people only go so far. Like, how many times do you get burnt before you say, okay. Exactly. I get it. Hint taken. And, like, that's what I'm, like, trying so hard now to show them is, like, you don't have to prove yourself to anybody. It's my job to show you how to love. It's my job to show you. How to own up when you make a mistake and and take that ownership and to set that boundary i'm now no longer like oh you have to play with them because i said so it's hey you may need a minute hey Mm -hmm. you may need this or it's no longer the oh well you have to give this to him because he said that and i'm I'm preaching sharing share share share. yeah but at the end of the day if she doesn't want to give you her toy I'm not going to force her to give you that toy. I'm so sorry. And I want to know. Because at the end of the day, when you go into the real world, that, that shit's not going to be happening. Thank you. I was literally just about to say that. <laughs> so, How many times have I ever had to be like, oh, you want to use my phone? Sure. And sit there on the fucking bus. It's just like a highlighter. Just something, you know, like these are children. We're literally teaching them the basics like yes turns are important when it's a community item but for you to ask me that like for example we're teaching them that right now their favorite birthday toy is something that they need to give up and let your kid have a turn no there are 32 other toys for you to play with you don't need to play with that one okay it's her toy like so sorry i don't know like how does it work at your house? Do you just let people come over and snatch shit out of your kids' hands? Or <laughs> Exactly. Oh, like, it's okay. No, actually, it isn't. Because that's how Jenna is with her parenting. If somebody were to do that to her kids, she would go over there, snatch it right back out of the other kid's hand, <laughs> and be like, and go over to the parent and be like, I don't know what y'all are doing at home, but th- we don't do that. No, yeah. And we used. I used to be so bad about because there are three of them you share all that and three is come or three is a crowd or yeah whatever it is. and company three is a crowd so you it's just like a double extra heaping of i regret that so much now i regret that so much because now we all oh we take could also time. talk about that um regretting having children like the people that or on TikTok that are like kid free and like rubbing it in everyone's face. I love it. I it doesn't offend <laughs> me one bit. I'm like, do y'all thing, girl. I wish I was you. But it's not. That's the decision that I made. Am I fucked up about it? Sometimes, yes. <laughs> right. Whenever I'm in a shitty mood or whatever the case may be. When I want to take a shower sometimes. and nobody will but ninety eight point nine percent of the time I like it. It's it's fine. Yeah. Um but on the days I want to go shake my ass with no re- responsibilities <laughs> yes. or a time limit or any of that, yes. it sucks. Right. Um, I think for me, no one prepared me for what it would be like to have a sick kid. And then when one of my children was experiencing um, sickness to the point that we practically lived in Vanderbilt, I felt like it was the biggest slap in the face because I did everything that everybody told me to do. Oh, I, yeah, but you know, I got married, journey. I did all that. And I, I was like, all right. And then, you know, I was like, is this because I was young? No, 
but wasn't anything you did no it took it took a lot of therapy and it took a lot of me to be like hey like this is not it like you're you you're better like this has nothing to do with you and of course now he's fine negative self-talk exactly but at the time man when i tell you that was when i regretted it hard because i was not equipped like how dare you give me yeah a sick kid at 19 and i'm a parent of two yeah mentally it takes a toll on you yeah and then um you know finding out that when we were going through all of this and i kind of wondered like if it was my fault that we were diagnosed with a few of the things because of like things that i've learned hereditary right Mm -hmm. exactly like I felt so sad because I was like, dang, like... How selfish of me to, like, procreate and do this to somebody else. Exactly, and, like... That's a valid feeling, though. That's not unnormal. Right. Now, having the self-awareness and the work that I'm putting in to be able to show them... Like, good God, like, I was flying blind. It kind of feels like a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Like, you got a little bit of wind in your sails, just having the tools... And the resources to just handle it better than we ever thought we were going to. Man. That's for sure. Because I thought whenever I was, you know, growing up, whenever I became a parent, I was going to be the damn, the warden, you know. Yeah. I was going to be walking around there with a belt and cracking the whip. Rooms right? always clean, dinner by five, yeah, bed by eight. it's not like that at all. It's just really we go by the seat of our pants. My kids have never had a routine. They've never been on a schedule other than like Charlie being in school and yeah. stuff. But they don't necessarily have a bedtime. They just wake up when they wake up and go to sleep when they go to sleep. And if they're tired the next day, that's on them. They're learning life lessons early. You know? I mean... It took me being a parent for 10 years, 11 years, let me not lie, 11 years to get a routine. This is our first year, well, I'm sorry, the last six months we've been on a routine together and it has been I was going to say, it's going into a year because you started a while back. Yeah, and that, I mean, it took us that long. I mean, I guess technically we have, like, a routine, but it's not, like, a... A set in stone. Yeah, a set in stone routine. We don't... It's not an everyday thing that we get up and make our beds and do this, this, and this. So, I had to work on that, actually, with my life coach because my... I I was so scared of a routine. I was like, I can't do that. She was telling you, this is going to help your anxiety. And you were like, how the fuck is that going to help my anxiety? Like, now I'm planning. And, like, I love to plan. And then I was getting overwhelmed because I was like, great. I'm about to plan every second of my day. So, I don't want to have an itinerary. That's how I, like, looked at it, felt about it. Like, fuck that. So... I'm going to tell you what I did, though. Um, But let me tell you, I like some gel pens and a planner. Yes. Um, Love it. Having my good notes, planners have been the best. But my routine, it's an app for your iPad. I thought Um, it was like a planner, a fancy planner. Oh, no. Um, We should do that. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. Like when you buy it, I don't know, Walmart or somewhere. I can make one us one. We should make one together with my. I don't really stuff necessarily want to make one. I want to buy a nice one mm-hmm. and then pimp it out on I like the inside, that. like pimp it out. I don't know, like stickers and markers and glittery gel pens and stuff. <laughs> 
but I'll, remember I the like jelly that. roll gel yes pens? oh my god yes sakura i think was the brand but but what i do is is that um i basically write down the things that i need to get done that day there's not necessarily a time limit of like okay i've got i've got to do this by one two three four and like i have it all written out i've Mm -hmm. got okay every day i need to get up by this time and i'm going to bed by this time i want to be sure that i have dinner at least by this time so let's work out what we're gonna get in the week remember that little cleaning thing that i sent you that's what helped me there's so many of those on pinterest but the one that i kind of go by or whatever um every morning it says always have a clean house every morning empty the dishwasher fold a load fold a load (laughs) fold a load of laundry and daily cleaning duty like you know tidying up picking up stuff putting it where it goes and stuff every night run the dishwasher do a load of laundry sweep the kitchen pick up the house daily cleaning duty pick up the house that's the same thing to me and then it says daily cleaning duty Monday, bathrooms, Tuesday mop, Wednesday vacuum, Thursday dust, Friday monthly cleaning duty. And then it says monthly walls, doors, baseboards, clean out fridge and freezer, which our fridge and freezer gets cleaned out probably like twice a month. Yeah. We got two kids and Charlie yeah. goes to school and I have to like restock stuff and it's just easier to. And we've got two fridges. We've got yeah. our baking fridge and all that, plus our own fridge. So I'm constantly going through stuff, ensuring that things Bring are the old clean, stuff to separated. Yeah, putting the new stuff in the back and wiping down, making sure everything's clean. And you saw, I got, I got them Khloe Kardashian fridges now. Yes, I'm not. She does. I'm we not, do that ooh. from time to time, and it makes me feel so good about myself when Man. I open it up and you see like Fiji waters and yes. all the stuff. Like we literally, we go to Sam's and like we'll buy all that, and we'll it'll stay looking like that until we run out, and then it just goes back to how it normally would look. Mine's like that, but it's all great values. <laughs> it's oh, like no, all the great values. <laughs> sam's club um sam's choice we love her we yeah love her. sam's club uh card or whatever only gets used like once every three months so yellow it's not like we're balling out or anything we need to be using ours we'll more. literally save up a few hundred dollars and like hey you want to go to sam's we got a free night you want to go to Sam's? yes and that's the like, best night mm, yeah we're adults so let's do that um i've started one thing that's helped me budget especially in this economy with three kids I cannot Girl. spend, I cannot afford to spend more than $120 a week in groceries. Y'all may think it's impossible, but, but I'm going to tell you, know, you it's not when you plan your, your meals. Your misfortune is also your uh, silver lining because your kids only eat certain things. Yes, amen, so amen. Let me tell you, having picky eaters and dietary issues right now in this current state of events Ain't has so bad. Been, yeah, I'm like, all right, and it's it's helped our uh our food routine stay on rotation it's helped me be able to still introduce new things plus have they took on or taken a liking to any new stuff that you've introduced so yes um 
this is gonna sound so funny mandarin oranges are something that has been a like the um, ones you have to peel or the ones that come pre and like in the cups and stuff in the cups yeah them motherfuckers slap thank you i love some every morning i'll go downstairs and just (laughs) me a little um little -hmm. container of them and it's like the best it's the best start to my day um however thank you jesus that's a texture thing that is something that is not so yeah right oh my god so what we found though is just draining the juice and introducing it that way has helped we've introduced two new fruits one new vegetable no new meat though and i really wish we would but is it just chicken with them um so for ethan he will only eat chicken um that's it so no red meat no fish no um he'll eat bacon but as much as i know it's quote okay for you because it's on the keto diet whatever it's It's really not yeah it's that's really the only bad thing about it exactly unless you want to get into like the uh like religion religion thing yeah but like we're no so um he'll he'll eat bacon and then he'll eat chicken um and that's it so we have to find our proteins and like a lot of grains nuts wheats um fruits find it elsewhere and i make protein shakes and that has been helpful too like was it like um, peanut butter yes we do a lot of peanut butter a lot of almond butter um to try to boost up the proteins cheese? (sighs) cheese is a big thing but he that's his main he will like sharp cheddar fuck it up he will love because my kids like really like sharp cheddar cheese well take that back charlie likes cheese she doesn't like the sharp cheddar yeah like it's too real, spicy well no just like the pungentness of it oh I guess. yeah but she loves like olives and tuna and you know she likes the stinky food right We're a stinky foods family that's so funny for me mr feeny kitty kitty um we if my kids had the option they would eat pizza every single night we love pizza too yeah oh my god but ezra his palate has expanded quite a bit so like he's taken on quite a few foods that weren't dietary issues for him um but walker's not a picky eater so anything that we get he'll eat Walker's becoming a picky eater oh no what in this economy i mean I just, I don't know. She's just a three-nager, I guess. And Oof. she doesn't, I don't, it's like she doesn't know that she likes it. So she's just saying right off the rip, I don't like it. And acting like she doesn't like it. Oh like my God. last, I've never made a pot roast as long as she's been alive. I made a pot roast last night in the Instant Pot. It was so fucking good. <laughs> but, um, so I made that and I made some really good mashed potatoes with half and half and a lot of butter. And they were Mm. yes it was a good 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 dinner that sounds so good and i made her a plate she was like i don't like that and then later on she saw jack eating some or maybe it was me i don't remember and then she wanted to try it of course guess what the next thing out of her mouth was mm. i i've never had that meat before but that is the best meat i have ever seen <laughs> god i wish my kids and i was like see i told you it was good girl and she was like yeah, i love that meat that is my favorite meat ever that is like, so I've never funny. Made this before, do you like it? And she was like, "Yeah, you're gonna have to make that again." <laughs> I was like, "Yes, ma'am." We love that. Oh She's my so, god! So like funny and sassy and smart for a three year old. It's crazy. 
And like she to, is so to have cute. just turned three in October, like she's it's like interacting with like a five or a six year old. Yes. Like her intelligence level. Sometimes it freaks me out. Same. I really do think she's an old soul. She's done this a few times. I've felt that way since she was like very young too. She's I mean, ready. She's still very young, but she's always like she's on a mission. But I love girl. I love the way Girl, no ma'am. Y'all come on now. Why you gonna be your brother like that? They're so jealous. Um <laughs> but You wrong. My um I love that she is so deeply connected. She's very emotionally intelligent. That's I think that's the part that freaks me out the most. Yes. She's kinda in tune. Charlie, on the other hand, I mean, she is now that she's older, but back then she was just like, whatever. I think my dogs are telling us to wrap up the episode, but um, I want to thank you guys for coming in again. We are rolling in 2023, getting better every day, and um, it's just super excited. Don't forget, reach out to us, Satellin' M, and like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. All that good stuff. We'll be coming out with new picks soon and more to come. So stay tuned. Oh yeah, we're gonna we gonna redo our um little cover photo thing. Right? Yes. Yeah. For our little Facebook and our Instagram and get new picks. So stay tuned for that. PFP. Awesome. Right. Bye. Bye.